Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Rock is a Hard Place, our podcast where we focus on upcoming and independent bands trying to make it in music, make it in the world of rock. Joining me once again is Matt Wilkoff from The Wilkoff Project. What's happening, Jeff? Maybe give us a little insight on how you guys do make it as a band. I know you'd like to do this full-time, but I think right now you guys have full-time jobs as well. Yeah, um, we we, had, we do work. I mean, it's when you play an original band, you don't. Um, it's not a very lucrative business. It's not like anybody's paying you thousands of dollars to play shows. Um, so, yeah, we have full-time jobs. Um and just, you know, we have to do that to be able to survive. Um, I work for a, I'm a director of operations for an outpatient drug rehab. <laughs> That's what I do for a living. I've been doing that for about five years. I do want to ask you about some of those things in your life, if you share those. But what I wanted to ask you about right now, though, is is playing live. I, and I know you, you'd love to do this and do as many shows as you could and actually make some decent money, and I hope you do at some point. But I know playing live, that's that's where you connect. That's where you kind of make it happen. Are, are there some things that you do knowing that? You're in these live shows, these live settings. Are there some things you do in your head that you, you try to connect with the audience? I've been playing live for a really long time. I mean, since years and years and years um I, I, it's really pretty it's something i really think about playing live is really interesting it's it's um because it's probably one of the best things about about playing in a band you know it's it's that's that's what i think i always used to say that that like you know when i played in a band and i toured because that's rough it's almost like be careful what you wish for um because a lot of it's traveling and it's miserable and there's you know it's not like what people think it is. <laughs> you know, it's not very glamorous all the time. It's boring. But I always used to say, I wish I could just transport to each show and play that 30 to an hour set. You know, like that's what it's all about. There's nothing I really do. When I play live to connect with people, it, it's, I mean, I'm just, when, but you're really into what you're doing. I think people can sense that. Does that make sense? Like, if you're up there and you're bored and you don't look like you love what you're doing, people sense that. So when we play, it, it seems people always say it looks like that we're having a good time. A lot of people say it just looks like I'm in my element when I'm doing it. Like when I'm playing, it doesn't look like it's contrived or I'm forcing myself or I'm just going through the motions that I'm really into. And I think that, you know, um, relates to the people that are that are out there and I, I do a lot of eye contact and a lot of crowd participation like get your hands up and all right you know hey, hey, hey. like maybe people would do that kind of stuff you know what I mean? like the crowd participation but it's really just about if people can sense do you enjoy what you're doing are you in your element and when you do that i think people connect with that because then they see that so that, that's kind of what I do. I, mean, I don't really think about it, and I don't think any of us do. I mean, the, the, our drummers, we're super animated live. I mean, our live show, um, 
not like we have like we're not like Kiss and have explosions and paper mache dragons and <laughs> not like yeah. some laser light show, but it's it's relatively entertaining because we're it's it's kind of visceral because I'm um you know we're just really into it. Excluding maybe some of those big bands that you just mentioned, are there some bands that you like are good examples of what you kind of see in your head as performing live? Strange things about me. I don't really go and see a lot of live shows. <laughs> so it's like I'm not, I've never been like that because I always want to play them and I don't really want to be in the audience. Um, not, you know, it was like that Pantera back in the day. They were like that. I, I think bands like Slayer were like that. They only weren't bored. I've seen a lot of bands that looked bored. You know, I mean, I, in the other opposite, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum, they looked like they were just doing what they, you know, just a job and they didn't really care. And I, and I get it. I'm sure they've been doing it over and over and over again where they just are sick of it. But really more bands back in the day, like when I saw Soundgarden, you know, years ago, they looked like that. And, um, but really not off the top, not nowadays. I don't really, nowadays, I don't know. Like to me, a live show is mostly, most bands have backing tracks and metronomes and a bunch of bells and whistles where you can't even really tell what they're doing. There's some local bands that I enjoy that don't seem like that. You know what I mean? But it's just nowadays, everything is so mechanical to me where everything sounds perfect and it's not as like organic and um, exciting as it used to be years ago i'm sure you can relate to that <laughs> well without question yeah i i think absolutely true you know we're talking with matt wilkoff from the wilkoff project and, and getting where you are in this business it, you, you need a little bit of help and, and sometimes you you have to ask people and get advice from people or are, are there people in your life that have been mentors to you and what's some of the best advice that they've given you oh that's a good question. There's really the only person. Nobody recently, really. I mean, I'm kind of an old, old dog that has been doing this for a while. But I'll, I'll remember that my old record company that we had um, that I had years ago, and I was sitting and talking with him, and he was like, "Nobody can whip you up a batch of success." Like you, nobody's gonna, you know, if the song that you write may not connect with, you know what I mean? It won't connect with people or the song you write may just not do as well as you think it's gonna do. It's all really what you put into it. So, and really, you know, who really gives me the best advice is my mother. I mean, <laughs> that sounds strange on the industry, but she's successful and she always tells me that it doesn't matter that you can do whatever you want to do. If you put your mind to it, I was kind of raised like that. It's like, whatever you want to do in this life, if you put the effort in and try to make it happen and persevere through all the ups and downs that that can happen for you. And maybe it's, it may not, but at least you tried to do it and you can lay your head down at night. Know that you tried to do it like with all your heart. Well, that's really the best advice I've gotten was it from my mother? <laughs> like, you can do whatever you want to do in this life if you put your mind to it. Well, hats off to your mom. I think that's some absolutely terrific advice. Right? I, mean, <laughs> I know it's not very everybody. rock and roll, dude. <laughs> you know what? It, that's what life is about. I mean, you get great advice from all kinds of people. And if that helps your, your life in music, then, you know, hats off to her. That That's absolutely outstanding. Let's talk about 
uh, your personal life a little bit. I know you, you've kind of cleaned up your life and you're, you're sober now, and that may explain uh, maybe the job that you're doing as well, but you're clean and sober and you're focused with your music now? Yes. So, I mean, I can give you a little little back history with that. I mean, I, I was, I don't mind talking about it, that um, I was, you know, back in the day, just you know, messed around with drugs and drinking like any teenager does, not every teenager, but, you know, when we were growing up, it was like that, and, you know, drinking some beers, listening to some Iron Maiden, smoking some pot, doing all that stuff, and then eventually I graduated into harder drugs, a.k.a. heroin, when I was in my 20s, and spent years and years and years of um, a very unhappy time of my life to where, you know, everything that good stuff that comes along with that jail, you know, rehabs, you know, failed relationships, failed family relationships, all that stuff. And even through my career with music, you know, even during those times, I was still able to land a record contract and kind of have a little starting of a career. And due to that, I, you know, the drug addiction, I kind of pissed that away because I just wasn't in the right state of mind. And I probably ended up dying anyway. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of drugs and drinking. And then back in 2012, I decided to change my life and get sober, which is one of the hardest things I've ever done. And um, I've been sober ever since. It was March 11th, 2012. was the last time I drank and did drugs. And I'll have to say that it was probably the best thing that I ever did. I always thought that um, that was part of the lifestyle. Like, you know, anybody out there that's like thinks it's cool to like get high and drink and be in a band. And I know so people think that's, you know what I mean? Like, they kind of glorify that. And yeah, it's fun. I'm not going to lie. I had a good time, you know, doing some drinking and hell raising and being obnoxious when I was younger. And then I kind of just grew up and decided to change my life because, you know, I was partying like a rock star and had no money. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, dude, you're really rocking, but you're, you know, homeless and living on something. I was, it was bad. Like I was at the point where I was, um, basically homeless and, um, you know, kids and wife and family, nobody wanted anything to do with me. And I was, I had, quit my band back in 2009 so from 2009 to 2012 like the worst years of my life because it was like everything I'd always wanted came crashing down and so now um and my life is is a thousand times better I do work in the drug treatment industry that was just kind of what I wanted to do when I got sober and it's made this band experience a lot more fulfilling than it was when I was partying and not remembering anything. I mean, I talked to my old band member, and you know they'll bring up stuff that happened. Like, hey, do you remember that time when we were like in Mankato? I've been to Mankato, dude. But if, if I if you ask me what happened there, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would not be able to tell you what had happened. But my other band members can tell me, and they'll be like, hey, do you remember that time? I'm like, no, dude, how do you remember that? And they're like, because uh, we weren't annihilated like you were. So now every experience that we have um, is memorable 
and something that's more meaningful and the friendship that I have with the band members is a lot more fulfilling than it was back then. I was very selfish back then. Do you think that so, do you think that you're right. playing the guitar and even in the band as a whole is much better now? Yes, I think that I mean sometimes we have shitty shows that we not play well, <laughs> even though we're sober. I'm not gonna lie. I listen to that sounded like crap. However, when I've listened to some stuff from my old band when I was annihilated, and yes, it sounds that really sounded bad. And, and you think you sound good, like when you're getting all high and drunk, and you're playing, and you think it's so amazing. It's really not. Yes, I think writing playing the organization itself the business aspect of itself is a thousand times better um than when you're just like partying and not paying you know and that's all you care about so it's yes it's we play way better i feel like i've progressed as a singer even like you know some people get worse as they keep doing it for years and years some you know they lose their voice or I, it's like the opposite for me where i've gotten better not that I'm like the greatest or anything, but I mean, I've gotten better at my craft because I'm not abusing my body on a regular basis. So to answer your question, yes, way better. So when you guys have a maybe a crappy performance, do you, do you meet afterward? You go, okay, God, we, we screwed up this part and worked the kinks out and at the next rehearsal? Well, you, yeah, yeah, there's some stuff that'll happen. A lot of it's with we, we had a really hard time with, um, I'm kind of spastic, so we had a really hard time with speeds, like tempos. Like, we would play the songs, and like when you're like playing live and the adrenaline's going, like you think they're slow, and I'm like motioning to the drummer, like, make it faster, and then we'll listen to it back, and be like, dude, that was rid ridiculous, it was like the chipmunks, like on 45, like... <laughs> So fast, so we've kind of like honed into that to where like we're more conscious of the tempo. So the last couple of shows we listened back, and we're always like, "So like, oh, dude, that was a good speed, man!" Like we're not like freaking out, like, "Oh my god, that sounded like crap." A lot, of, and, you know, we don't play to a metronome. You know, it's just all just you know our muscle memory and just playing the songs how we recorded them, and it's been. Like, so that kind of stuff. We almost like, you look at videos. I like when people video us. I always want to see it because they're like, like game tapes. You know what I mean? To watch you be like, what stupid, like sometimes I'll do like some kind of stupid movement or hand gesture. I'm like, I can never do that again. Like, you know, like something I think looks so cool is like, wow, that was really stupid. So it's always good to have somebody video your stuff. And then sometimes I'm like, oh boy, like that did not sound good, but it makes you better. Like so, it's I, we definitely pay attention to that, mostly tempos, and then if I'm singing in key or not, because it's hard to tell when everything's really loud. So we don't play with the met metronome or in ears. You know, we don't have all, we just get up there and play like punk rocket. Just plug our guitars in and just play. And sometimes the sound systems aren't that great. You can't really hear what you're doing. You know what I mean? So you have to be um, conscious of that stuff, but. We definitely try to, to fix, I do, and I mean, we all do. We try to fix what whatever we saw or heard that wasn't good. I mean, we have to. you got to hone in on your craft. You can't just, like, oh, it was fine. We'll just be better the next time. And we, we figure all that stuff out. 
We're talking with Matt Wilcoff from the Wilcoff Project. What do you guys do for fun? I know you've been with these guys for a while, and they're kind of like extended family to you probably in a, in a big way. And what do you guys do for fun? What do you guys do to relax? You go out, uh, and what do you do to entertain yourselves? Really nothing. Um, we eat food, play video games. <laughs> I mean, nothing really. We're boring. So due to the sobriety factor, I'd like to say, like, dude, man, we go out to strip bars and get rip-roaring wasted <laughs> and freaking hitting the beach. And like, you know, like it's 1988. Like we're like cruising down the Hollywood Boulevard in our freaking convertibles picking up chicks. I'd love to tell you that. <laughs> but we're just normal dudes that are just relatively boring. <laughs> that work. Like, and then we just like, hey, man, what do you want to do? Nothing. I'm going to sleep. Like, I like take a nap at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon every day, dude. <laughs> That's what I, you know what I do for fun? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's do, okay. I, I was curious. You know, we spend a, <laughs> you know what we spend a lot of time, dude, to tell you the truth? And is and the TJ, our drummer, he plays the guitar and he sings. And we spend a lot of time playing music. Like, I mean, he he does stuff. I mean, last night I, I literally played guitar and, and it was writing for probably like two to three hours, dude. Like, like, that's just really what we do, you know? So, I mean, yeah, we like to do stuff, dude, and going to the movies and whatever, you know, doing typical, normal, everyday stuff. But a lot of it is, I spent a lot of time with this band stuff, dude, a lot. People ask me that all the time. Like, so, what do you like to do for fun? And I'm like, um, I spent a lot of time doing this band shit, so, like, I don't know, nothing. <laughs> See, folks, that's the thing. It's the key to success is to not do anything else but what you believe in. <laughs> do the band thing. I just decided you to... play the band, you can't do anything else. Nothing for fun. It was a shot in the dark. I didn't know what you guys did if you hung out and when you weren't no, doing bad no, things. We, we do hang out. We do hang out. TJ and I are super, super, super close. I mean, our bass player, um, you know, he's, he's got his own thing on him. And we, you know, I just know TJ for a long time, so we're best friends. I mean, dude, we talk every day. I mean, we're like brothers. I mean, literally. So you know how it is like when you're with... It's family, so it's like ups mm -hmm. and downs. We argue, we hate each other sometimes, we love each other, cuss each other out. Um, I'm always quitting the band. He's always quitting. I'm always firing him. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I'm joking. <laughs> so we're we're super close, man. That's good. I'm just being silly. Like when like we just don't. <laughs> you know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the partying thing, dude. A lot of bands do that stuff together, you know. And like, and plus, you know, we have relationships and, you know, do stuff with, you know, with, with our significant others and stuff like that. You know, I have kids and I do spend time with them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so there's, there's, um, but no, we're close, man. I was just being silly. It's all good. We're talking with Matt Wilcoff from the Wilcoff Project and we kind of focus each of these episodes. We'll bring up a song and get you guys to, to talk a little bit about it. And this time around. I would love to, because we've been playing this for a while, but tell me about Pocket Full of Pride and A Head Full of Shame. I just love that track. It might have been one of your first releases from about a year ago. Yes. 
I think it was at the beach. I think it was even less than a year ago, dude. I mean, we released it a year ago, but then it finally broke um, radio, I, I, I think, I want to say in February around then. It was only like six months ago or something like that. Um, so that song, which I can talk about, that song is about relationships. That song mm-hmm. is about trying to do the right thing in a relationship and not being able to, um, or not being good enough to be able to, and ending up walking away from it. Um, and the because debt, your pride. And like, the, I'm sure you, you, you caught it. Like, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I can hear, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, part of it is like being like holding on to your pride. That's what it's saying is like that thing is like having a pocket full of pride and a head full of shame is, not being able to swallow your pride and, you know, do what's the right thing to do and then walking away from something and then, you know, feeling the guilt and shame that comes along with it. And um, it's funny. It's probably one of the, a lot of the stuff I was writing was about, back then was about, you know, my history and my journey with, with my drug addiction or the pitfalls of it and the victory of it. It was probably one of the first songs I wrote about my current, life you know like my you know i wrote a lot of stuff about my past mm-hmm. you know and just kind of telling a story and that song i remember when i wrote it because i've been asked before and i kind of would dodge around the subject <laughs> and, and but it was about my current you know at that time um you know struggling with a relationship and you know kind of contemplating walking away and, and, and doing those things so it's really about that is holding you know, it's, it's not a, it's not really a positive thing. It's just a, what was happening in my life. I like to be as candid as possible without like, you know, with being completely transparent in a song, but I like to make it, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to, it's, it's good for me to write about. So that's what it's about is like holding on to your pride, walking away from something, knowing it's probably not the right thing to do. And the, the debt paid is what the time and the effort that was put into it. Yes. Yes. Like, or any of the stuff that had happened in the past in a relationship that you still get punished for. I don't know if anybody's mm-hmm. been, I'm sure people have experienced that. Everybody in a relationship has, you know, their, their, you know, ups and downs. And yes, so that, that's how, you know, the fellas like the debt's been paid is like, I've already made my amends going, you know, any kind of stuff that occurred, I already made that amends. I already paid that debt. And it's like, I don't want to continue to pay a debt that's already been paid. So it's like kind of moving forward. You know, they said it's, it's kind of a, I want to say it's an empowering song, but at the same time, it's like, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of a selfish song, but at the time I didn't care because it's just like how I felt of, of what was going on in my life. So, yeah, so it, it's, it's, um, what kind of a relationship song is what it really is. I know that song is available for digital download. Your current single, Magic, is as well. What else is out there that people can grab? Well, a year ago, we put out an entire EP of six songs. Um, Pocket Full Pride is on that EP. There's six songs on it. Um, it's, on, it's all over. It's on iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play, um, Spotify. Um, it's all over the place. iHeartRadio. Yeah, we have and we have two more singles coming out. 
nowadays the kids just say to do singles. So instead of doing an entire album like we did back in nineteen, you know, seventy five, that um, <laughs> out singles to create give the the short attention span ADHD society, um, you know, content after content after content. So we decided this time to just do singles instead of a full album. Um, eventually we'll probably compile everything and put it on there, you know, like a, a actual scene. But uh, yeah, so we have technically an EP that's not even that old, and we only pushed one single off to that. We're talking with Matt Wilkoff, and I really do appreciate your time, and maybe we can check in with you again next week and continue our conversation. Absolutely. I'd love to. It's my pleasure.